This episode of The Huddle is brought to you by The Athletic Club Oakland, my go-to sports bar in the East Bay. Look, this will be a shock to no one. I love watching sports, and I love it even more while at a sports bar. But to be honest, there was a long period of time where I just couldn't find one I actually liked. I'd find a spot that had TVs, but the food sucked ass, or a place that had good food, but they wouldn't show the game I wanted, and the inside felt dark and depressing. It was always some trade-off or sacrifice, and that's finally done now. The ACO is exactly what I'm looking for without sacrifice. They have a huge space, including an outdoor spot where they shut down an entire street and called it the town gardens. They have more than a hundred televisions, which can and will show every game you ask for, and they have great food. The ACO has everything you need to comfortably watch your favorite team in any sport at any time with passionate fans. I love it, and I'm pretty damn sure you will too. The Athletic Club Oakland, where sports fans get everything they want every day they want it. We're going to bring you on to our huddle. You are in the Warriors Huddle with me, Bram, with me per usual, my boy and producer Marcus. What's up, Dev Nation? And our master of all things sound, Maxine. How's it going? Gentlemen, I am excited to announce that rejoining us after way too long, the beat writer for the San Francisco Chronicle, a man who attends every single Warriors practice, press conference, shoot, around and game, and a guy who will absolutely sneak a drink into a bar if he's wearing cargo shorts, Mr. CJ Holmes. What's going on, CJ? It's been like a week, man. Y'all got to relax. All right. It's been like a week. I missed you. I missed you, CJ. <laughs> Don't you worry about what I consider a long time. It is what it is. Is it good that when we first hopped on this call, I gave you shit for wearing a sweatshirt and a beanie in like 4,000 degree weather. And then now when you look at the video, I'm the one who looks like an asshole because you can't <laughs> yeah, right? Said, said the guy in witness protection, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'll have you know that I will testify in any case that I want. So for those of you who are not supporting us on Patreon and can't yet watch the video, I'm in a room where there's like two really bright windows behind me. So all you can see is a dark ass silhouette and then a white background with the words Warriors Huddle. This might be God speaking to you guys. You, you don't know. I, I was hoping it would make me seem more important. So far, it's just distracting. <laughs> it is. It's very distracting. Uh, CJ, it's been like three or four years since we talked to you, man. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Just, uh... <laughs> It's uh, September, which means uh, camp's right around the corner, getting started here for real, for real on September 24th, uh, Japan a couple of days after that, and, you know, then we're back in the rhythm of things, and we'll see how this season goes, you know? Are you looking for so as a guy who doesn't have to work the season, it can't start soon enough. You know, it, it still seems kind of far away and I'm really excited that there's, there's hoop to be played in what, a month or so, but for you, you know, you didn't get too long of a time off, man. You know, the, the championship run just ended. So know, is this I've been telling all my friends, just like, enjoy me while I'm here. These are my final days of freedom. <laughs> I thought it's because you expected to die from heat stroke, but I mean, that makes sense. I think that too, yeah. probably. <laughs> you guys don't want to see what's under this hat. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> MT, it actually has been a long time since we've seen you, man. How you been? What's going on? Been good. I'm glad to be back. Um, I was in the witness protection program, but the real version of it. So that's why I was gone. Um, 
No, everything's been good. Just excited. Um, like CJ said, camp's getting near and season's coming closer. So excited to talk Warriors and uh, get ready to defend defend the crown. CJ, you missed this, but right before you joined us, Marcus hopped on and his background was inexplicably the Smurfs. No, we still have no idea what the hell that was. He said it was a reference to something that we talked about in the last time he was on a podcast. That was, I don't know, a decade ago, so I didn't remember it. But you did, in fact, miss the Smurfs, so maybe it'll make an appearance later on today. I mean, we'll, we'll find out together. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Hella weird. Thank it you made for sense that. at the time. I guarantee you it made sense at the time. Yeah, I mean, who remembers back to 2008, dude? I have no <laughs> idea what Smurf conversations I had back in. Uh, gentlemen, let's jump in. And CJ, I say this to a lot of guests, but today I absolutely mean it. We need you today. So we, you know, we get our mailbag questions. It's our golden questions. And we had a few that were looking towards the future. And the reason I say that you're perfect for this is that you just authored an article, Warriors New Front Court Dynamic, Kamingo Wiseman, and an exciting prospect. And in the course of that article, you started addressing a lot of the questions that were thrown our way. So I've kind of weaved in the questions and your article. We'll see how it goes. I'm feeling really proud of myself right now. But so if it doesn't land, I'm going to blame you boys. We'll find out. We'll find out. And let's jump in. Here is our first question. Why should we be excited for Patrick Baldwin? And here's my first work in. This is directly from CJ's article. Quote, in Baldwin's limited time with the team, he has impressed with his basketball intellect and performances in individual workouts as he continues to recover from an ankle injury that cut his freshman season at Wisconsin-Milwaukee short. I've been shocked by what I've seen in an exciting way, one Warrior staffer said. He's an exciting prospect, very exciting. So I'll throw it right to you, CJ. Why should we be excited for Patrick Baldwin? What have you been hearing? You know, I think the biggest reason to be excited about Patrick Baldwin is the situation and he currently finds himself in. For a guy who's one and only season in college was greatly limited because of injuries for a guy that that's almost six foot 10 can shoot the rock. Someone with all those raw physical gifts coupled with a high basketball IQ. And then you take that guy and throw him into a warriors organization with a masterful player development program. I mean, I think there's a lot to be excited about, you know, everyone who I've been talking to around the organization in the last couple of weeks, um, you know, nothing but positive things to say about Patrick Baldwin Jr. Um, of course, you know, because he's still kind of working his way back, you know, they haven't necessarily seen him in a lot of five-on-five work, if, if any at all. But, but you know, sometimes in a workout you can watch a guy and you, you, you can tell if he's a pro, right? You can tell by having a conversation with a guy if he knows the game. And, you know, based on the conversations I had, Patrick is checking those boxes and – I think we talked about this last time on, uh, I was on, but, you know, the first thing you want to do is have you – know, it, it takes a, the right mentality, right? And from everything I'm hearing, Patrick wants to learn. He's a hard worker. And when you see him on the practice court, even if he's just shooting in 5 on zero, the potential is oozing out of him. So all, all those factors coupled together, you know, throw in the fact that he's with a Warriors organization that's historically shown they can get the most out of their prospects, I think there's a lot to be excited about. I've always loved players who have pedigree and then weird things that have kept them from reaching that pedigree, right? So like in this one, 
Baldwin was a pretty high end prospect, right? And then he ended up not only hurting his ankle, but he played for his dad, which isn't automatically a bad thing, but is one of those kind of weird things and could be one of the reasons why he's prepped to actually have a really successful basketball career and still slipped down to where the Warriors could have gotten him. So, I mean, these words are exactly what I'm looking for, for somebody like Patrick Baldwin, an exciting prospect, you know? Um, And we've seen the Warriors take advantage of injuries before. Uh, Kevon Looney, you know, when, when Loon came here, his uh, career at UCLA was really held back by, I think it was a back issue. And we didn't really even get to see him here for a good year. They drafted Jordan Bell of memory serves because they were still worried about him. And then off he went, he was a key member to a championship team. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens with Baldwin. And the real upside is if he works out awesome, you know, it's the cherry on top. If he doesn't, it's fine. You know, a Sunday without a cherry is still fine. You know, so we, I think we'll be okay. Uh, MT, you hear this. Do, like, do you have any expectations now for Baldwin? Is this just, ah, uh, you know, we can maybe, but it doesn't matter. I mean, what, what does this do for you? Um, I, I focus on the last part of what CJ said when he said the Warriors tend to get the most out of their prospects. Um, I think that's just a, a great point and something that gives me hope. Um, you look at like an Eric Pascal, he, you know, comes into our organization and, you know, plays so well because of our system and culture that he's second team all all rookie for the NBA and then, you know, goes to Utah and kind of fades away. So I think there's examples where when we bring up players like Gary Payton second, Otto Porter gets another shot with us, the Eric Pascal is like our system is is built with our core three and then the the role players to really benefit and give guys a chance to really flourish. Um, and I think for the points that CJ laid out, um, his height, his pedigree, like you mentioned, and a few other things, he's primed to be, um, you know, a steal and one of those players that in a year or two, people will say, how did he fall so low? Did he make you think of Smurfette or Jokey Smurf <laughs> at all? Any, any of the Smurfs in that village? All of them. All of them. I was never really a big fan of the jokey Smurf. If there's just somebody there just throwing bombs in my face all day, I'd ask that fucker to leave the village. But I digress. Well, real quick, I want to be clear. No one is saying that this kid's going to be in the rotation from day one. No one is saying he's going to, you know, come in and, you know, be a world breaker. All I'm saying is the coaches are looking at this kid and saying, yeah, yeah, we can work with that. And look at the look at the uh, term you're using right? Exciting prospect. They're not saying player. They're not saying rotation player. In fact, if he was a part of the rotation at all next year, a lot of things have gone wrong. You know I mean? So many other players have not succeeded in their offseason. We're now leaning on him. So, I mean, this is, we're not talking about 2023. We're not even talking about, you know, 2024, maybe when we're using prospect for Baldwin, you know, it's way down the line. It's, it's that next um, championship window that he'll be propping open, hopefully. And we'll find out. I mean, it's, it's nothing but upside. And that actually leads right into this. So here's our second things. I can't wait for next year. And I need your predictions on a few things. And then he's given us, a bunch of questions that all have to do with offense. Here's our first, and I'm going to throw it towards you first, Maxine. Will Wiseman have a game where he scores 20 or more points at some point next season? You can see it happen. I think what we're seeing from this organization, and I mean, CJ, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, in trading out um, or, or letting Otter Porter Jr. go, 
right? Letting Gary Payton go. They're sort of paving the way for these young guys to step in and take on some big minutes. And I think we get into the middle of the season. Things are looking fine. Maybe, you know, guys are resting a little bit more. Because, again, we saw the benefit near the end of the season of, um, unfortunately, it was due to an injury. But Steph took some time off before the playoffs. And it meant that he could come in at the beginning of the playoffs rock solid. So you've, you see all these different pieces that lead to a postseason success. And that's really what we're trying to do while also bridging the gap. Like we're saying, you know, between this generation and the next generation, it seems like the Kamingas and the Wisemans are going to get run. There's, there's some bad teams in the NBA. Let's be real about it. You could absolutely see them trying to tinker with some different lineups where maybe Wiseman and Kaminga are out there together. Um, you know, and you could also see them tinkering with lineups where it's like, just Wiseman kind of anchoring. Um, and in, in those situations, 100%, I can see him going for 20. Dude is an unbelievable talent, and it looks like he has the potential to uh, be healthy this season. So, CJ, we're going to go to you next, but before you answer it, let me add some stakes. I should have added before we got Maxime's response. So predictions are all sports podcasts currency, especially during the offseason, right? It's easy. You can throw them out there. It takes up content, and there's no fucking stakes. If you're wrong, who gives a shit? So we've tried to change that. And the way we've done it is there is a listener out there who's been nice enough. We have, you know, we've we've bribed him enough where he is listening to each and every one of these predictions. His name is Matty Stats. And at the end of the year, when we ask him to, he breaks down what our percentages are, how well we've done, how poorly we've done. And there will be a show that, you know, who's our prediction champion to, and I, I hate saying this, it bothers me more than I can tell you, but Bonte is our current uh, reigning champion. And then we've also had people who are our giant losers. I won't say their names, but we've had people who are at 0%. So in these prediction shows, when we drop predictions, there's some stakes to them. All right. You know, they're, at some point, this is going to come back. So our first question, Matty Stats, if you're listening, was next year, will Wiseman have a game where he scores 20 or more? Sounds like we've got a yes from Maxime. CJ, to you, what do you think, man? Your, your first chance for a point on the Matty Stats board. What's your response? I mean, I agree with Maxime. Yeah, easily. Easily. I mean, Wiseman has scored 20 in garbage minutes before, except in, you know, a lot of those situations, you know, the Warriors are on the, the wrong side of the scoreboard. And I think this year they'll be a lot of the same, except this time in garbage minutes, you know, hopefully for the, for the team, they're on the right side of the scoreboard. But, um, you know, we saw games last year where Moody's gotten off for Kaminga gets off in like the fourth quarter. You know, I can easily see Wiseman, um, you know, maybe having a big second half here and there and, you know, eclipsing the 20 point plateau. <laughs> Maddie, get out the chisel. In fact, I'm giving you two points for me. Here's point number one. Yeah. Will he have more than 20 points? Of course he will. Of course he will. They are invested in getting this kid's confidence up. They also, I think, learned last year that the regular season doesn't mean a goddamn thing. They're going to be sitting the veterans every chance they get. So will there be some garbage time game where Wiseman gets out there and is firing up? Yeah. So I'll say there's my first point. Go ahead and etch it in stone. Point number two, bonus point that I'm going to be taking for myself here. Yeah, I mean, you guys, look, anytime you guys want to drop bonus points, go for them. If you want to do wow. it on this, after I speak, I stop speaking, you can. He's going to average less than 13 points per game. I think the other portion of this is that first year when we saw Wiseman, the team wasn't here. We, we didn't have Clay. Steph was kind of in and out. All the dynamics were off. This next year, what they need him to be is someone who can run, be tall, and jump. So, you know, are they going to be asking him back to the basket or firing up threes? No, they are not. They're going to ask him to rebound and block shots. So I think he will average less than 13, but have more than 20 during the game. Uh, and I'll give you guys a chance to supplement. CJ, 
will he average more or less than 13? Or if you know if you're too afraid to give that, you know, no problem. No, no, thir- 13 feels a little high for me. I think in the eight to ten points per Ooh, rank, okay. he's gonna get like you know, he's gonna get like a couple buckets a game just off like the strength of his like sheer size alone. You know what I'm saying? So I, but like 13 points per game. I'm saying less than 13, just to be completely specific. I'm saying less than 13. I think it's going to be less. I think it's going to be more in the, like, 8 to 10 range, closer to 8. I respect the – I mean, that's an an attempt at a third bonus point, and I'll give it to you, CJ. Nicely played, man. It must be that sweatshirt. It's helping you think things out. Maxime, before we turn to MTE, do you want to add to yours, man? You you made all these faces that suggested you were angry that I went for some bonus points. So here's your chance. I just didn't, I mean, I didn't know that we could just drop whatever we wanted, you know, like, listen, I get a bonus point because I think Wiseman is going to average over a point over the See, course of the season. You're just, you're ruining this entire thing. Why don't we just waste time giving bullshit predictions? I mean, if you have a real Maddie, Maddie stats, take a point away from him right now. Oh that's, my gosh. That's not how this I works. I to tell you, there's another rule where if you give bullshit predictions, you immediately lose it. And I am the person who decides what's bullshit. So there's number one. Ridiculous. Oh, also, by the way, can we just, I think it's pretty amazing that we have a listener named Maddie Stats, who's our statistician, just an incredible confluence of events. Just want to shout out Maddie, Mr. Stats. If he has in fact changed his last name to Stats, I like him even more. Uh, MT, finish this out here on the Wiseman question. Will he score 20 points or more? Yeah, I think the 20 points or more is, is an easy question. Obviously, yes. I think if you would have said 30, that would have sparked a different conversation. Um, so I'm going to go yes on record. And Maddie Stats, you can give me my point now. Um, no bonus points for me, but I will call out one thing. You said the Warriors won't ask Wiseman to be stepping out and shooting threes. I think you forget how he plays. You don't have to ask him to step out and shoot threes. He will step out and shoot threes. So, yeah, I, 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 what I'm saying that is will happen regardless him. if they ask him or not. I and think they're going to tell him probably not. shoot a few of those that are right inside the three point line that just infuriate everybody, including me. So hopefully. That doesn't happen. He's learned from that, but we don't have to ask him. He will be shooting some threes. I think they're going to ask him not to. I really do. I think I think in that first year, it was a, this team's going nowhere. Let's see what you can do. You want to get a rebound, bring it up 94 feet, come back out in the three-point line and fire it up, fine. But with a team that has Draymond directing it, with a team that has both Splash Brothers, with a team that has Jordan Poole, who is, who is now searching for a contract, there's not going to be any of that, hey, Wiseman, let's see what you can do. Shit, it's not. You know, that we might see it like, you know, is, is he going to have zero threes over an 82-game season? Of course not. But is it going to be something that we see all the time? I don't think so. I think they're specifically going to tell him, you are JaVale McGee for this season. You know, in the future, you're not. And, and who we want you to be as we go forward, you're not. But this year, when we're still trying to win a championship – that's your role. You know, we don't, oh, we don't no. know. He shot a few in, in priest in summer league. So, you know, well, like play, the average probably back in the summer league, then yeah, he'll probably do that. If, if it's Matt okay. McClung out there with him, then there might be some, uh, some Chris Bosch moments. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But you know, the, the defense is going to sag on Jordan Poole this year and, and Steph and Claymore. So, you know, his eyes are going to get big. He's going to be sitting there with five feet of space to not shoot the three. It's going to be tough. And he's going to have Draymond in his ear giving him five fuck yous if he does. So we'll, we'll find out. What's your average? What do you think the average is? 11. <laughs> What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Let's go to our next. CJ, take this one. Will Jonathan Kaminga have a game where he scores 30 points or more? You know, it's crazy because when you watch Kaminga in Summer League and an international play, and I know the level of competition isn't necessarily, you know, the same, right? But it, I just think it's so crazy how this dude can, like, hop out of bed or hop off a flight and just, like, go out there and drop 25, right? Um, but will he get a 30-ball next season in year two? I don't see it. I don't see it because I don't – I just don't – how to put this? I just don't think he'll be able to stay on the court for long enough stretches to get a 30 ball, right? It's If he gets a 30 ball, it's going to be one of those things where he has like 15 going into the like fourth quarter of a blowout game. Kerr leaves him out there for the fourth. He goes off yep. in the fourth, gets 30. But like, like a legit 30 ball, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. I hope he doesn't. All right. And let me, let me explain that. Um, add some context. I am so excited for James or for James. I'm so excited for Jonathan Kaminga. I haven't been this excited for the future of a player since Anthony Randolph and Anthony Randolph thing didn't really work out for me. I think that the Kaminga will, but I also think next year, his competency is what's going to keep him from scoring 30. I think he's going to be a key rotational player for the Warriors. So fucking key that when they're blowing people out and they need garbage time to finish things out, it's mm. not going to be Kaminga. I think mm. that they are going to sit him because they need his perimeter defense and they need him long-term. So they're going to be worried about it. Hold on for a second, boys. What's up, sweetie? Yeah, go ahead. Ducks are not silent. Do you want to say hi to everybody real fast? Hello, say hi to the world. There you are. Hey, okay. Hello. Okay, sweetie. <laughs> yeah, no. It's why are you grabbing a you're, you're starting to do exercises out there? But let the record reflect she came in here for a sweatband and is now putting it on her head and <laughs> she's left the room. Okay, back to Kaminga. Um, so do I think he'll have 30 or more? While I, I don't want him to for all of those cute reasons I just explained, do I think he'll have one game where he does? Yeah. I do. What did he have in that Dallas playoff game where he and Moody almost single-handedly brought us back? You know, they lost and they, they ended up putting the starters back in, but I feel like he was like mid twenties in a Western conference finals game. So, you know, he was like 22, but I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not close enough. So I'll, I'll say yes, but it's not going to be a consistency thing. You know, we're not going to see that kind of scoring all the time. MT, what do you got? Uh, yeah, I definitely think he scores 30, at least one game. Um, I agree with you that he'll be a critical enough component of the rotation that he won't get the garbage minutes, but 
like CJ said, he rolls out of bed sometimes and is just on a different plane and 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 ready to be a number one, two draft pick as opposed to a seven. So um, I think he gets 30 at least once in one of the doldrum games, you know, like February, March, somewhere around there where teams are a little exhausted and he's just still got the young spry legs. CJ, do you see the Stephen A. Smith take on Kaminga? That he was hearing somewhere from the Warriors. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to paraphrase this, but from w- what I read, because I didn't see his direct quote, was that Stephen A. Smith was hearing things out of Golden State where they were worried about uh, Kaminga's demeanor and how hard he worked in the offseason. Anything like that crossed your desk, man? Have you heard anything, any concerns from, from the Warriors? You know, I cannot confirm nor deny, you know, uh, you know what I've heard pertaining to uh, you know, Stephen A's report. Yep, fair enough. But, you know, it isn't like you've heard this before. It's a, it doesn't necessarily mean like you should worry about the guy. I mean, they said these kind of things about Carmelo Anthony and others, and like they were younger players. So, you know, it, it's not necessarily what you want to hear, but it's not it's not like a, a death sentence or a, or a, you know, it's some type of indicator of what's what to expect from him. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you and I should switch boxes so you can have the anonymous screen, you know, and like we couldn't see your face at all. And you could just fire. We can pretend like you were Stephen A. Smith. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maxime, to you, 30 point point or 30 points or more. What do you think? Yeah. And CJ, just so you know, we can like put a filter on your voice. We can we can really make all of this happen. Just saying, if you really want to sneak something in there, we can we can work for you. Um, first of all, I will say, look, dude is 19 years old, right? He's like the second youngest player in the NBA this season or something. It's like it's it's crazy how young this dude is. So I think we should give him a little bit of slack. When I was 19 years old, I, you know, I was not focused, uh, to say the least. But I do think I mean, dude is such an athlete. I really do think he's going to go for over 30, and I'll just leave it at that. Uh, keep the mic. Will Poole have a game where he scores 40 or more points? Yes. Yeah, and look, I mean, dude went 50-40-90 in the postseason. Dude literally was the best free throw shooter in the league last year. I, this this dude is a talent. You know, you're starting to see his name pop up in – admittedly sort of fan accounts, but pop up in like MVP ladder buzz conversations and not just like, could he make the top five, but literally at the top of those ladder conversations. And look, am I saying he's going to be MVP? No, no, I don't think he's going to be MVP of the league next year, but that's the category that he's gotten for himself. You see a dude who's now legitimately can take Steph Curry's minutes when Steph needs to sit, when Steph Curry maybe has like a ticky tack injury in the middle of the season or whatever, and not let the team slide, right? There was like a couple years ago, if Steph wasn't playing, like we just couldn't win a game. And Jordan Poole is a legitimate alternative at this point to Steph Curry. He's not Steph Curry yet and probably will never be Steph with the greatest shooter of all time, but can he get 40 in a, in a game? Yeah. We have the perfect offensive storm forming for Jordan Poole's season next year. You know, so he has a bunch of own personal motivation with his contract to have the the year that that all of us are hoping he's going to have and to continue his brand moving up towards the superstar status. But the Warriors also have a motivation. He continues to be our best uh, scorer off the bench. He's going to be the guy they hope to hand the Steph mantle to. They can figure out the contract situation. And next year after a title is going to be when they're really ironing that stuff out. So I think they're going to give him every opportunity to score. And yeah, I, I think I'll have a 40 point game. CJ. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Easy. Clean sweep MT. Oh, I'm going to go. No, not because he's not talented enough, but I just think it's, you hate him. 
not the right role for him for this upcoming season. And I, I think he gets close to it, but I don't think he eclipses 40. And I think Maddie Stats gives me the only point in this one. Yeah, write that down, Maddie Stats. Make sure to say in parentheses that Marcus is hella stupid and wrong. And I want <laughs> you to say that when you come out. I want that really to be underlined. Keep it, uh, MT. Will Steph have a 60, 60 uh, game or more? No, but again, not because he can't do it. I just think he won't need to. Um, I think the games where he will go off and be on track to score that many points, he'll sit the whole fourth and he won't have the opportunity to. Um, I don't see many close games where he's that hot and it stays close enough where he needs to stay in and get 60. Uh, I could see him staying in to get 50 and Kerr letting that happen, but another 10 is tough. Um, Are you expecting our, our, all of our answers? I'm I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm late to this and should have made this distinction earlier. But all of our answers are suggesting this is a victory lap tour next year, that they're winning and easily, you know, and that they're sitting everybody in the fourth, that, you know, this is going to be this kind of easy season where we roll towards a a top two seed. Is that what you guys think? Do you think there's going to be a lot of double digit wins where we're sitting people in the fourth? I don't. I think, I know. Maxime said there's some bad teams in the NBA, and I agree there are a handful of bad ones, but I think there are also, a, it's a lot more equitable. Like there are a lot of teams that have a superstar or two or just some good players across the board and people are healthy again. Who knows if they stay healthy and, you know, obviously that changes the dynamics, but there's a lot of just, you know, medium to strong teams, I think, in the league that you can't just take a, a night off and you know in terms of us sitting clay steph and draymond fourth quarters multiple times like we did a few years ago i just don't see that happening yeah Uh, cj do you agree with that i mean there will be blowouts so that's kind of what the warriors do but i do think the western conference um specifically got a lot better last year i mean this off season um so i think it'll definitely be a tougher route you know tougher in terms of like seating and stuff much as it was last year i mean Seating wasn't a walk in the park last year either, but, um, you know, I still see this team winning, you know, 48 to 55 games, something like something in that range. <laughs> Steph scoring 60 or more. 60 or more. Who's the oldest player to score 60 in a game? I think it's Kobe. I think like with Kobe 37 or something like that. Uh, nah. Um, and I agree with Marcus just, just simply because there won't be – he won't have to. Maxine? Yeah, that's it. That's where it's at. Oh, I do not think he will because because he won't have to. Yeah. Um, I'll say you guys are all stupid and wrong. Put that one <laughs> in parentheses too, Maxime. Or Maxime, Maddie Stats. Of course he will. Not because they'll need him to. Not because he's going to be close to averaging. Because he's a fucking magician. And at some point during the 82 games or however many games he scores, he will catch fire. It might be in an opposing arena. They may give him as many standing ovations in that opposing arena as they would at home. And when he catches fire... He will get above 60, you know, and they, that might even include sitting some of the fourth. I'm not sure. But with with that level of talent coming off of this year and him being coordinated as I think the best player in the league next year, will there be a time when he puts up more than 60? Yes, he will. And when it happens, will I have a fucking victory lap on this show? I cannot wait. I cannot <laughs> wait. Hopefully we'll have CJ. We, we only have CJ every once, you know, what, five or six years. So he might not be. Again, but I mean, hopefully we'll find out. I mean, take, also just keep in mind that you think players who score a lot of points are just having amazing games. You thought 
Kaminga scored 30 and I looked it up that Dallas game where he took over and brought everybody back. He scored 17 points. So there you go. I think we, I think we established it at 22. Nobody said 30, but thank God we spent some time going backwards in the questions. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I preferred when you were talking about the Smurfs asshole. Here is our last question. And it is the one that I've been looking forward to. So I always generally bring up the golden questions thing as saying it's our mailbag and people give us uh, questions that are both personal and warriors based. And this couldn't be more personal. So if you you guys don't feel comfortable throwing it on this one, feel free to do so. And uh, just let me pause for a second. Are you guys having a contest to see who can fucking distract me more? This one, Marcus just put his first things back over (laughs) and CJ has a spinner that he's been for like three or four minutes. And the last two minutes he's put literally into the camera and then back on out. It's like, oh, (laughs) this shit isn't hard enough. I'm sweating like you've never seen. And you fuckers are distracting me left and right. Here's the question. Quote. And now I can't find it because you guys completely distracted me. All right. Quote. You could do psychedelics with any current member of the NBA, who would you do them with? All right. So I will take this first. I'm not going to say that I've ever done psychedelics. I'm certainly not going to say that I've never done acid and only done mushrooms. I'm not going to say anything like that because why would you want to give those details? But I will say that if I was going to do mushrooms, and this isn't from personal experience, but if I was going to do them, you want to do it with somebody who is rock solid personality wise and is not going to lose their shit at, at, at any given moment. You know, is not prone to doing something really random or weird because you're not really in the, the mental space to deal with that. And I'll, I'll give you an example that didn't happen to me. Uh, I, I know someone who went on a, on a hike with friends doing shrooms. One of them stopped talking for the good part of like 30 minutes. And when they did finally start talking, they accused the other people of pissing in the water that they had all been drinking. You definitely don't want to be with that person. I, I wasn't with somebody in Amsterdam doing shrooms who tried to buy some cigarettes and then freaked out when they gave him euros in exchange for his, uh, for his $20 bill and disappeared into the bathroom for about 18 minutes. Yeah. I, again, you don't want people like that. So for me, if I had to do them for the first time and I've thought this out, here's my pick, Steve Kerr. I feel like Kerr would be rock solid. Like, you, you know, he's he, it, nothing's going to throw him off at all, at all. He's not going to freak out on you. He's not going to stop talking. He's not going to piss in your water. He's not going to run away or do some weirdo shit. You know, like he's not going to accuse a stranger of something strange. It, he, he's going to be predictable, which is what you want. And he is capable of both the funny conversation and like the overly serious conversation, which is exactly what I want in that space of time. So if I had my pick of all the people, don't even have to leave my backyard. I'm going to Kerr. We're splitting an eighth and we see, you know, we see where the, where the, the marbles lay. Dude, phenomenal, phenomenal response. Holy shit. I, I was thinking about players and you blew it wide open with the coach. I think it, like going for a coach is a really smart move. I also love that we're collectively, do you guys know the, the Glomar response is the our initial, I can neither confirm nor deny that was developed by the U.S. around like the Cold War because we could neither confirm nor deny whether or not we'd found the Glomar submarine um, and like the, like the whole legal team figured it out. So like every time I hear somebody say I can neither confirm nor deny like Glomaring it. So I'm also going to Glomar it. I, I have it. not. I have not. I can neither confirm nor deny any any uh, any psychedelic experiences. However, I've seen them portrayed on TV enough to have an understanding. Here's Here's the thing. This is a situation where you want to have 
cultural equivalency. Now, the NBA is its own cultural microcosm, and there's just no way that I have overlap culturally with anybody, Steve Kerr on down, anybody in the NBA. However, I can at least limit it to people around my age. Because if I'm trying to do it with like a Jonathan Kaminga, like we're going to, we're not even talking the same language. You know what I mean? Like it's just like, you talk about the 40 point game you had against Dallas, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. Because I guess when you're on mushrooms, you can see into the future or something and see alternate timelines. I don't know. Um, Point aside, uh, my pick is Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin is, he's also 32, which is how old I am. I feel like he's the type of dude that like in the same way, right. Could be funny. can also be serious. He's also got an acting career. I feel like he's like interacted with a lot of different types of people. So could bring some fun experiences, be kind of goofy if I wanted to be goofy, but also sort of get what it feels like to be, you know, to be a millennial and experience the world from that perspective. So that's my spontaneously funny. I like that. And if you wanted to go dark, you could talk about the Donald Sterling years. Oh oh my goodness. I would not want to do that. Yeah. Where a shroom conversation might go for that. Like the white parties that fucking Donald Sterling, all of that shit would be that poor, that poor man coming into the league as a rookie and being thrust into that situation no thank you there you go i like it solid answer also i can neither confirm nor deny that i organized my camera to not show my face as we talked about second yeah i was about to say like (laughs) your face has slowly become like clearer and clearer throughout the podcast (laughs) i actually noticed that too it just it just waited until we were talking about illegal substances which is (laughs) scandalous so for me i mean mine's pretty simple and it's kind of the obvious answer i feel like but I'm trying to like if I'm gonna do that stuff, I'm gonna do it with Kyrie because I'm just trying yeah. to understand where he's coming from. Yeah. Whoa. That. <laughs> but if you did that, there's a 40% chance you guys are hanging out, you're having a great time, and then he runs out of the door and is like, I have to go buy a donkey. You're like, what? Dude, like he like he he's gonna do some crazy shit, man. And like I'm telling you, that's not what you want in your life if you're tripping balls. <laughs> that's funny. That's exactly who I was gonna pick too, and and for a different reason. I think. You know, you you picture from what Bram has said, these these shrooms do to you. I don't know, um, you know, like how they work. It feels like they would take Kyrie's hot takes and personality and flip them. So I'd be super curious to see what the shroom version of Kyrie is. And like then you get all those different hot takes. And then, you know, like you said, an hour in we're we're off to go buy a donkey and we're having a great time. Oh, you're not invited. You're definitely not coming. <laughs> Why would Kyrie need a donkey? He do, he do it, no. It, it, it would, by the time he left the fucking house, he'd be on his way to Disney <laughs> instead. And then he decided he needed a wingless elephant. I don't know. But the, 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 what you couldn't predict. Hey, bro, I, I just imagine Kyrie laying there. He turned me like, you know, hey, bro, let's go. Let's go get this donkey. Like, <laughs> he could. Hey, I, I, what I'm saying is, and he's like, great idea. Who the fuck knows? You know, I mean, Kyrie was at the top of my list, the first name that came into my head because we associate most of his takes as the kind of things that people would say when they are on mushrooms, you know, but what that means really it's shorthand for unpredictable. You know, if someone's talking about things that make no sense to you, that's what the, you know, what that portrays about his personality would terrify me. I can see him being like, let's prove the world is flat. You know, like let's head in one direction until we get right back. You know, we fall off the fucking earth or something. 
Look, you already, I, I, I get the sense, have a tenuous grip on reality, right? With psychedelics, like you're, you're literally seeing things, right? And I, I, I don't need additional opportunities to have my reality questioned, right? Like I, I remember I was, I was uh, teaching a dude clarinet once, and uh, I've been teaching him for a really long time. And then one day he dropped that, like he'd been doing a lot of research, and like he found out that the Earth was flat. And like we had a long argument about it, and it literally sent me to therapy. Like I still am dealing with the aftermath of how this dude fucked my life up because I was just like I I I knew that he was wrong, but I couldn't weasel my way out of the conversation. And like, dude, that was me hundred percent sober, you know. So like psychedelics are a whole extra dimension that I don't think I need in terms of reality questioning. I think that. That would freak me out. You're not ready for a Kyrie donkey trip. Nope. <laughs> None of us are. None of us are. But I tell you what, if you guys ever did it with it, I please tape it because I would die to watch whatever that interaction is. I love, I mean, as long as it's not like nasty circumstances, but there's very few things I enjoy watching more than somebody being impacted by drugs when it doesn't impact me. Uh, years ago, I went to this, uh, I went to a New Year's Eve party with a friend and we showed up to an apartment where we knew people, but not a lot of them. And we're sitting there on the couch and the friend I knew who I went with turns to me and says, I think this is an ecstasy party. And I go, why? And he says, because this dude hasn't stopped rubbing my leg for the last 20 minutes. And I look over and yep, this dude was about him. Like he was on. We did not know that guy at all. It was one of my favorite things that has ever happened. So, yeah, if if Kyrie is is dropping fucking acid with you guys or whatever it is you're going to do, please invite me. I'll just sit in the corner and have the time of my life. <laughs> Huge fun. You guys, uh, true every week, certainly true this week. CJ, we appreciate you um, as shown by the fact that we've had you on now, you know, in, in almost back-to-back episodes, but with uh, complete knowledge that people need way more homes in their life. Where do they go? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at CJ Homes 22. And if you ever walk around the lake, just come say what's up. Yeah, there you are. Look for the guy who's dressed in far too many clothing on a hot day for us. You want to reach out to us, get us a question. Let us know that uh, talking about mushrooms on a box or a basketball podcast is inappropriate. Anything. You can shoot us an email to huddle at warriorshuddle.com. Our lone social media account is Twitter. That one's at Warriors Huddle. Uh, with that in mind, go Warriors. And hopefully we'll see you next week. Good, good. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line. Prop. 
or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 